Hey everyone, and welcome to the New Visionary Podcast, a podcast for artists who are ready to reach greater heights in their art careers. I'm your host, Victoria J. Fry, founder of Visionary Art Collective and New Visionary Magazine. Join me for inspiring conversations with some of the most inspirational visionaries in today's art world. Let's jump in. Welcome back. Today we're chatting with Daniela Bills Everett based in the Swiss Alps. Daniela's daughter Rory is a prolific budding artist and Daniela recently enrolled in my four-month course, the Artist Glow Up Program, to learn essential strategies for navigating today's art world. Welcome Daniela. Hi Victoria, great to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited you're here and I can't wait to chat with you about Rory and the amazing work she is doing and, you know, how the Artist Glow Up program was beneficial to you both. But why don't we jump in and tell us about Rory? Uh, we're so excited to hear about her incredible work. Thank you. Well, Rory is uh, one of my daughters and she's an Irish girl. She's eight years old. She's always been creative, I guess. Um, but really, it was a trip to New York City. And I was thinking about this the other day. It was a trip to New York We stayed in Soho, Tribeca. We immersed ourselves in everything that New York offers, the energy, the vibe, the art world, the music. And that really sparked in her something that I I didn't realize at the time, but really became apparent afterwards. And, And really since then, she was age five then, since then her creative journey has just taken off. So like it got to a point where I needed help and I needed support because we were get, getting into stuff, you know, with galleries and the art world that I was, I was very naive and really unsure. That's when I found you and very happily joined the, the Glow Up program, which has been um, incredible, such a source of support and com- camaraderie as well with the other participants and has helped me make informed choices for Rory. Uh, with, with that security, knowing that I'm doing the right thing or, you know, giving it my best shot at the right thing, at least. So Rory's now eight. So it's been, I guess, uh, around three years of her consistently creating uh, art uh, under her, her own name, let's say, as, as an individual. And uh, it's been yeah, really, really fascinating and joyful to watch. That's beautiful. And I remember when we first kind of connected and I saw Rory's work and I was just so amazed. And there were, you know, all of these beautiful photos that you were posting of her creating and she just looked so happy and joyful and her work was just gorgeous. And she has gotten a lot of traction, um, especially considering her age. And so I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about, you know, what what kind of exciting things ha- have happened for her over the past couple of years? The, the first thing uh, that really happened for Rory was there was an open call from the Children's Museum of the Arts in New York City. Uh, and I've become aware of the CMA because we visited on our trip to New York. When we were there, Rory did a one-to-one art mentorship uh, exercise with one of the resident artists, this young girl, who just had this vibe and it sparked in Rory, I think, a belief that if, if this girl can do it, I can do it, which is a really, you know, formative kind of impression on, on a young girl. So um, I was really in awe of the Children's Museum of the Arts and just the whole programs, the summer camps, everything they offer. When they put out the open call for their first art fair, which they held 
Chelsea Piers in New York, I immediately thought we should submit. So I sent uh, two two paintings um, from Rory's current work base at that time. And this would probably be about 18 months ago now. And happily, they uh, accepted one of her paintings, which was called Cephalopod. So Cephalopod uh, went on to be exhibited in their art fair, which was in conjunction with the New Art Dealers Alliance in New York. And following that, we got a letter, which was a huge surprise, from the Children's Museum of Arts saying that they had decided to acquire cephalopod for their permanent collection following the conclusion of the fair. This accreditation for Rory as an emerging artist was just monumental. And to feel the strength of an institution like that behind her and her work at such an embryonic stage was, was a huge, really pivotal moment for her and I think for me as her supporter. So that was the main, the main thing that kind of propelled us forward from that point. Then I start to understand a bit more about the open call system from galleries all over the world. And I, I started to engage with Instagram, which is not something I'd ever done before as a personal, you know, in a personal capacity, but started to realize that there was a global reach that you could find out about open calls quite easily through this platform. So um, I then started to apply mainly to children's specific open calls, but also just to anything, whether it was female, whether it was just emerging artists. And really, the, the level of interaction and, as you say, recognition that she's had has been phenomenal. And I've, I've found it just so, so incredibly rewarding. And for her, her, her identity and her sense of self as an artist has been just skyrocketed, basically, through this endeavor. What she's done so far is she's had three exhibitions, uh, part of group exhibitions in London at a gallery called the Boomer Gallery which is in Towerbridge, London, a fabulous space run by a really enigmatic chap called Constantin, who, even though Rory was seven when she had her first group show there, didn't see that as a barrier, but rather saw the integrity of her work, that it stood up to the test and, and he was happy to include it um, in the group show. And that, I really thank him for his bravery there because it could alienate other artists to be aligned with uh, especially professional artists, to be aligned with a, a child. But um, Constantin has, the, has, as I said, this courage to, to include everything that he thinks is of a certain standard and fits his gallery and his aesthetic in his group shows. And he's, he's allowed us to be particip participants in three shows um, in 2022. So that was incredible. Uh, to be shown in London at such a young age is really a huge feat, I think. And um, the next thing that happened was there's a gallery in the north of England called the D31 Gallery. And again, we submitted to the open call. And this is an open call for all artists, mainly adult professional artists. Rory had two paintings accepted to their winter exhibition, Togetherness. And she, was, she went on to be featured on their website. Uh, she's one of their current featured artists. And um, Rory was unfortunately not able to go in person to the D31 Gallery. But they, again, have been a huge supporter of Rory and her short career. Uh, we have an upcoming exhibition um, in collaboration with an established Dutch artist called Astrid Voss, who's an Amsterdam-based illustrator, uh, mainly fashion illustrations. And we had the amazing opportunity to reach out to Soho House in Amsterdam and um, pitch to use their space, their new event space on the ground floor there, which is in this gorgeous 1930s building which just has amazing energy 
So um, that's going to be happening on the 19th of March in Amsterdam. So that will be Rory, Bill Everett slash Astrid Voss at Soho House Amsterdam, where Rory will be displaying her art alongside Astrid. And both artists, Astrid and Rory, will be doing demonstrations in how they bring their work to fruition, techniques they use, how to choose colors, and so on, so that the, the attendees can take a little bit of that home and hopefully find their own flow in due course. Of course, we had the incredible honor of being featured in the fourth edition of the New Visionary Art Collective magazine, where there was a spotlight on Vori, which was huge. And thank you for your support. Can't thank you enough with that. And really, I think they are the big standouts um, so far. And in such a short time, all of those things, even one of those things would, would be considered a huge win. So yeah, we feel really, really grateful to be in this place. I just think it's so amazing and so inspiring. And I just want to say how much I appreciate how encouraging and supportive you are of Rory's art career. And, you know, you have seen something in her, her from such an early age. And I know how much time you spend researching galleries and researching opportunities and um, really working so hard to set her up for a successful career as an artist. I know she is so excited to pursue that as a career because I think it's really important as children that, you know, our parents or whoever is kind of raising us, the, the elderly figures in our lives, show us that it's possible to have a successful career and a sustainable career as an artist. And I have spoken with so many adult artists over the years who are, you know, my age or older, who have said to me, you know, growing up, I never knew it was possible to be an artist. I was constantly told by my family or by teachers or whoever in their lives that it was just a hobby and that you really couldn't make money from it. You couldn't really pursue it in a serious way. And so I just appreciate so much how you are instilling in Rory at, you know, such an early age that it is not only possible, but that she could do something amazing with the gift she has for creating art. Um, I think it's incredibly powerful. And I remember when we first connected, that was why I was so excited to work with you and, you know, and have you in the program and just connect with you and learn more about Rory, because it's not every day that you see that. Um, and it's something that is uh, really special. It's going to stick with her forever. Thank you so much for that. It's really interesting because with Rory, the force of creativity is so apparent that there was, that I had to honor it. I had to honor it. I had to allow it to have space outside of the family. And especially when you have other children and you can see the veracity of her gift, um, it, it just shone out. So I felt compelled to do something. But interestingly, she, she had an interview just the other day with a, a, a platform called Contemporary Art Collectors. And one of the questions was, when did you decide that you could be an artist or you should be an artist? And I asked Rory this and she said, had a little think. And then she said, it was when I made that painting. And then we went to the framers and you had it framed. And we came back to the house and you put it on the wall. And I hadn't realized that before, you know, that act of validation. But the painting itself was it when she was in 2019, she was five, I think. And it was so strongly, strongly reminiscent of Frank. And I always say his surname wrong or, or a bark that 
I was just so moved by it. It had to go to the framer. We, we spent some time picking the colorway to, to pick out her colors. We brought it home and we put it on the kitchen wall. So I would encourage all parents, you know, if, if, there, if there is a creative uh, person in your house, that little act of, of validation. I didn't think anything of it really at the time. I certainly didn't think it was going to manifest into this. But uh, it's funny how these things do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think as a child, when you see something that you make being, you know, framed and put up on a wall, it's like, it's such a special feeling. It's so validating. It's like, wow, my work is really special. It's special enough to be, you know, put in this beautiful frame and hung up for everyone to see. And I just think it's so, so amazing. And um, and I know how much Rory loves creating. I know how excited she is and how passionate it is that she is. But I also know that uh, before the Glow Up program, when we first met, you had told me that you were ha- having some, and I think this is so common for emerging artists and really anyone who's starting to navigate the art world. You had mentioned that, you know, she loves creating. She's so root, she's so connected to the kind of work that she's doing but we're just trying to figure out how to navigate the art world. And that's where I need some support. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I think it's such a common thing, the artists experience when they're trying to make a career out of it. Well, the first thing that really triggered this need for me was being um, contacted. Once we'd set up the Rory's, Rory's Instagram page, and we still are constantly contacted by galleries, uh, NFT brokers, all manner of, of individuals or, or organizations. And, uh, you know, you start off kind of like just not doing anything because you're not sure what to do. But then we, 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 were, we were sent a proposal for Rory to do a solo exhibition at a gallery in Madrid. And I was really unsure. It seemed to come too easy. Instinctively, I didn't think it was a good fit and I didn't know. But because it, it's, it, I'm doing it on behalf of Rory, I have to do my due diligence and I have to do the right thing. And I really felt that responsibility. So I needed to kind of ask like this basic question of, is this a spoof? Is this real? Is this worth pursuing? And I had no one to ask. I know, I do know some professional artists, but um, nobody really wanted to, to like be, be drawn on it or, you know, take a position. So that's when I started thinking, okay, I need to find somebody who I can go to as these questions come up during the course of this, of this journey with Rory. And that was you. So, um, and again, through Instagram, I listened to one of your podcasts with the arts to hearts and, you know, did my, did my research. And then I reached out and that's when we started um, participating in the glow up program, which has helped me enormously with so many different aspects. I mean, one of the main things that I loved was the presentation on gallery outreach because depending on what kind of artist you are, but certainly for me, as, as let's say, quote unquote, the manager of Rory, is to get her art in galleries, uh, physical galleries. So um, whatever Rory chooses to do when she becomes of age and takes, takes it the bat herself, it is with her and should be. But for now, it's, it's simply to, to uh, keep going with what we're doing. But it was becoming quite murky. I was unsure about the different level of levels of galleries, uh, the rankings, like, you know, that there's like internationally, there's different ideas about, you know, digital and physical and how the two can mesh and where the value is and where to spend my time uh, on Rory's behalf pursuing things. 
So that was the really, you know, that was the motivator. And all of, all of my needs and expectations were exceeded tenfold. I'm so glad to hear that. And I, I think that it's really important that artists are connecting with each other and enrolling in these kinds of programs or even just like finding a community of artists or, you know, people in the art world that they can kind of have to look to when these things arise. Because I cannot tell you how many artists I've worked with over the past few years who have said to me, hey, I got this message on Instagram. I don't know if it, you know, is legitimate. I, and I have also worked with artists who uh, were not sure if those messages or emails were legitimate, but they pursued them anyway uh, because they, you know, wanted to believe that they were. Um, and then I met with them after and um, they had spent a lot of money on something that was ultimately not uh, credible, but they didn't know. And that's the, the issue is that, and I experienced this too when I was, you know, very early on in my career, right after art school, I just didn't know. And I didn't have many people to really turn to that were actually in the art world or familiar with these kinds of opportunities. So I'm really glad to hear it's been helpful. And it was obviously such a pleasure to have you in the program. Um, I know that Rory has this amazing upcoming uh, show and collaboration at Soho House in Amsterdam. And I am just so excited for it. And I cannot wait to learn more about it. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be? Because one thing I really admire about you is you really advocate for Rory and you put yourself out there and you reach out to people as well. And I want to chat about this because it's something I'm always encouraging artists to do is, you know, don't just wait for opportunities, put yourself out there and pitch things as well. So tell us about, yeah, how did that come to be? Well, it was interesting because of course there's the conventional gallery route where, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to go against um, galleries that have, you know, that you don't know their agenda. You don't know their pedigree necessarily. And there's so many of them. So what I kind of realized is that's one route to market, let's say. But I was just sitting there one day and I was thinking, I really would love to get Rory a solo exhibition. She has like 20 pieces sitting in the house. They're all kind of linked with the same color theme and vibrancy. And she does very wide reaching brush strokes. They kind of hang together. How can I get these paintings into a space that's worthy of Rory and that, that fits with her, who she is? right now because I can't anticipate who she'll be at 18 but who she is now then I got an email from Soho House saying we have a new event space if you would like to pitch your idea let us know and I thought okay this is fortuitous I absolutely love the space I don't know if any of your listeners have been to Soho House Amsterdam if not I encourage you to visit it's an incredible building uh, you can feel the history in it. It's, it used to be a communication center from the 1930s. And the Art Deco detail is really makes your heart sing if you're into that kind of thing, which I am. So it just seemed like perfect for Rory. I knew she'd love it. So I reached out and said, listen, this is, this is my pitch. We, we have a girl. She's eight years old. She's an emerging abstract artist. She's been shown in New York and London in a group exhibitions. We would love to use the space to invite your members to come and learn more about creating abstract art and appreciate her abstract art. I, I also then thought to make it local, because we're not from Holland um, and we don't live in Amsterdam, I needed a, a hook. 
So I, through Instagram again, had identified this incredible fashion illustrator called Astrid Voss, whose work Rory and I had been admiring. She often paints uh, females. It's really beautiful in a fashion context, sometimes with little animals, you know, cats and dogs. Rory particularly likes the ones with the little black cats. So I got in touch with Astrid. Again, it was pushing at an open door. Astrid was just absolutely, this is an incredible uh, opportunity to support an emerging artist, to, you know, be a mentor, to get on board with something in her hometown where she can come pretty easily uh, and demonstrate her work alongside Rory. So the pitch came together. We worked on that for a couple of days, sent it across to Soho House. They were incredibly open. Straight away, they wanted to have a chat. We got on the call. Uh, I, I, we fleshed out a few things about how it would be. It's not conventional because Rory's a child, so it wouldn't be champagne and you know cocktails at, at midnight. It would be during the day. The theme that we decided on was joyful, hopefulness, spring, renewal, because that very much ties in with Rory's aesthetic. Uh, so, so the date that we we picked was the nineteenth of March because that just felt really uh, the right time to be celebrating, you know, new life and rebirth. Let's say the other thing we wanted to bring to the event was a way for people to to kind of feel like demyst- art is demystified. I, I I do sometimes think art can be uh, quite privileged or or perhaps something that other people do, and I I, I certainly felt that growing up, and we've spoken about that just before. That was um, something that I I did sort of feel it wasn't something that I did in my daily life and I should have done. So I thought if we could demonstrate to people, this is how you just start pouring acrylics and these are the these are the materials and this is how you get the materials and it's really simple and you just start playing and you start allowing yourself to have creative flow and you can create something that's great to you to others. It doesn't really matter. So. That as well was something that we put in the pitch, which I think the team at Soho House liked. So then there's an incredible uh, events um, person there called Soraya, who's been just a great support to Rory. We went over at Christmas and we met Soraya. We had a look at the space, uh, got an idea about the light, where things would be placed. And that's how it came together. So, yeah, it was a huge win for us. And we are just so, so thrilled, so excited about the event. It is a huge win. And I mean, truly, I cannot wait to see photos and to hear about how it goes. I know it's going to be incredible. But I think what's even more amazing is just, again, how you put yourself out there on behalf of Rory and how you're really helping to elevate her by reaching out. And you're not afraid to really like pitch someone about, you know, Rory. I just, I think that this is such a key takeaway, actually, of this episode, because it is you know, how you were describing that you grew up feeling like art was maybe something other people did. And I think it's always had this kind of air of exclusivity to it. And really, it is such an accessible thing if we can just kind of remove that barrier and unlearn some of these maybe myths that we grew up with about the art world. And yes, I think it traditionally has been very exclusive and um, not not always the most like inclusive environment uh, for artists, but we can change that. And it's starting to change slowly. But as artists, it's so important that we just need to remember, even though it feels really vulnerable at times to put our work out there um, or to pitch, you know, galleries or to pitch 
whoever it might be, to pitch to curators. We have to do that because we have to advocate for ourselves and our work if we really want to propel ourselves forward. We can't only wait for opportunities. And I think if you are really wanting to pursue a career as an, as an artist, specifically a visual artist, it's a combination of submitting to opportunities that you find online. And, you know, you're researching constantly and um, and applying to things that feel in line with what you're doing. But it's also getting creative and thinking about who you can pitch, what you can pitch, how it might be of benefit to them as well, which you, you were obviously thinking about with Soho House. Um, and getting really creative with your thinking. And I think that's when things really start to happen. Uh, but it takes a level of, I think, fearlessness and not being afraid for people to turn you down either, you know, and persistence, of course. Uh, so you're, you know, you're, yeah. you're actually instilling that in Rory as well. She's going to see you reaching out on her behalf uh, and really putting yourself out there. And I think she's going to um, learn that as well, which is a, a beautiful thing and a really important thing. I, th I thank you. And I, I think it, I think that's right. I, I guess the first time is always the hardest, but you certainly build up resilience pretty quick. And of course, it's the same for everyone. Probably for every 20 emails that go unanswered, you get one hit and, and that makes it all worthwhile. And I have the utmost respect for, for all the artists out there because, you know, this is almost a full-time job for me. And Rory does the creating, blissfully unaware, you know, whilst I'm doing all of this. So to be in a position where you have to have studio time and be trying to promote your career is huge, a mammoth. So, yeah, I, I don't think people really realise how much work is involved, to be honest, um, and what it takes to get a break, you know. I, I, I'm an avid reader of the Financial Times weekend supplement, Life and, Life and Arts, and their How to Spend It magazine. They have a female editor called Joe Ellison and a female sub-editor called Beatrice Hodgkin, who you can really see when this editorial team took over, the focus on contemporary artists really racketed up a notch. And, you know, like I was thinking about my goals for Rory, you know, really my biggest goal would be for her to be featured in, in that supplement because the team clearly are so excited and so passionate about contemporary artists today, you know, working artists, living artists that I, I just would love, you know, for Rory to be at stage at some point in her career where she has this, you know, this, this kind of feature and they feature, they feature, they have three uh, ladies in it who are doing an exhibition at the Gagosoyen. I'm hopefully saying that sort of right in Paris who are in their seventies and up to eighties. And then they'll have, you know, right down to 21 year olds. There was a, an Irish artist, who was just exhibited so first solo show in Sotheby's, Jack Coulter, at the age of 21. And all his paintings are sold out. Cute. And I, I read those articles and I think this is incredible. This is a 21-year-old Irish man who has sold out at Sotheby's. This is an 84-year-old Philidia Barrow, Barlow, sorry, who is like uh, doing an exhibition in Paris, a group exhibition. That's what the art world can give you, longevity an exciting, incredibly rich life. So if I can do any small part to help Rory launch into that and live a life of integrity, true to herself and her creative soul, then it's all worthwhile. And I'll send all the emails and take all the rejections um, in the hope that somebody, somebody resonates and picks up and goes, oh, 
this is a truly gifted creative being and that in itself is good enough absolutely and I mean I think part of it too you know resilience absolutely and also just this kind of unwavering self-belief that you have what it takes to make it as an artist and to build a really successful and sustainable career and you have that unwavering belief in in Rory and you know it's possible because you're reading about other artists who are you know, around Rory's age um, or slightly older, but getting so much traction. And I think it also takes, as you kind of implied, like a lot of optimism (laughs) and persistence and just knowing that, you know what, for every 10 rejections, there might be one, but over time, those opportunities um, add up and one opportunity can lead to something else. For example, Soho House, who knows what could come of that? New collectors, new opportunities, um, so many things. I mean, it's amazing exposure. All of the opportunities really that uh, Rory has participated in so far have been great exposure for her and um, and ultimately lead to more opportunities at the end of the day. So I think your approach is is really healthy because it's it's so easy for artists to get really bogged down with the rejection uh, emails and letters, and that's completely normal. But you just have to keep going in the face of rejection. And it's like, give yourself a moment to take a break if you need it, but you've just got to keep going in the hope that eventually something will happen. And it kind of reminds me, I did a studio visit with an artist here in Brooklyn last year. And she said to me, you know, I think I've received like 40 or 50 rejections this year so far. But I know that if I keep going, eventually something is going to break. And just very soon after that, she had a solo show at a gallery here in Manhattan, a very reputable established gallery. And she had this unwavering optimism as well. She wasn't allowing the rejection letters to to stop her. She just would acknowledge them and keep moving on. And I also think there's something to be said for like, if you're not getting any rejection emails, you might not be putting yourself out there enough. Um, It's just part of it. And uh, I just, I'm so, I'll wrap up by saying that I'm so appreciative and really admire, you know, as I've mentioned, how much you support Rory as she's starting to build this art career. I think it's really beautiful that you just kind of allow her to create, as you said, blissfully unaware while you're, you know, in, in on the back end, kind of making everything happen for her. And I think that she's going to grow up to be so confident in herself as an artist because she's had you. And it's a really uh, beautiful and kind of rare thing. So you're doing amazing work. I'm so glad that we got to work together in the Artist Glow Up program. And I'm really glad that it benefited you and Rory as well. Hugely. And yeah, I can't thank you enough, Victoria, for your support and your camaraderie and just the community that you've created through the Glow Up program and the wider Visionary Art Collective. It's It's been a real source of, of friendship as, as well as mentorship for us. So yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much. And Daniela, I will include all of your information in the show notes so that our amazing listeners can see Rory's work and learn a little bit more about you and her as well. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in and supporting our platform. 
To learn more about New Visionary Magazine, head over to visionaryartcollective.com magazine. You can order individual copies on Amazon or subscribe annually to digital issues. We also have opportunities to get featured in the magazine, so be sure to join our newsletter and follow us on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or tag us on Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.